1: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today.
4: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me inside of our own individual homes. And yes, you not welcome to my house. You didn't do a fun background. I didn't. Well,
3: because we're not on Zoom.
4: Oh, that's why. (laughs) You'd think after we had to troubleshoot this like 15,000 times, I would know (laughs) that we're on uh, Google Hangouts now, not sponsored, but open to it. Because apparently (laughs) FaceTime doesn't fucking work. I mean,. It's uh, Google, YouTube. We know how reliable they are Oh, well. the shade, <laughs> the tea. <laughs> uh, um, so we haven't seen, I haven't seen the last episode that we recorded at home, like the video version. But I just know from my self-esteem that I had to wear makeup this time. <laughs> so if you're watching, um, please just appreciate uh, or just give me a compliment because I can't even say how humbling The last one was. I thought I had something to tell you, but I don't think I do. There's like nothing going on. I don't know what I would even tell you.
3: I don't know. How's your puzzle gate going?
4: (sighs) Still can't find the last two pieces. And to be fair, I haven't looked a ton. Like I looked, but I haven't. No, that's a lie. I like crawled on the ground. I think I need to. I like gave it a couple of days and now I think I'm going to look again. And then see mm-hmm. if I can find them. Someone gave me the really smart idea that you put like a stocking. Do you, what is this? The 1950s? Like a tight, like tights? Like you put one of those over a vacuum and then you suck it up so it doesn't get sucked all the way in. Mm. But especially because like you know the rug in our in our dining room is kind of like. It's like a shaggy pattern, kinda. but it's shaggy, yeah. and there's like lots of different textures. So I feel like it's harder, to, and it's beige, <laughs> so like it's really hard to see the puzzle pieces. Um, so I think I'm gonna do that. But I did just get an email that my order for my other puzzles officially shipped. Amazing. Well, should we get into the episode? Oh, I sure. should say the phone number. Oh, yeah. I should, All like, explain stuff. the yeah. whole thing. What even, what even is well, this show? Guys, this is an advice podcast. If you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310 694 And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Hi, Megan, Melissa,
5: and potential guest. Um, I am 25 years old, and um, I'm a therapist who so loves your podcast. Um, and I have a question about dating. So I am, so just to get these out of the way, I'm in therapy too. I am bisexual. I'm an Aries and all that good stuff. So now you know the basics. Um, essentially my picker is off like in dating. Um, I just kind of got off of a year long thing, situationship, if you will, with this guy that I like, who was the first person I fell in love with since like my abusive ex from years ago. I kind of took a hated hey off dating for a while because I was like deep in the closet about being bi and like so traumatized by men and all this stuff. So I was just like, I just took time off and didn't even date, like just did nothing. Um, and then I kind of got back into the game with this guy. Um, it was like a really cute, whirlwind romance meet cute the whole deal um but typical fuck boy I think he loved me back but didn't want to commit yada 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 um wasn't ready for a relationship he's also 25 so I'm just like kind of reflecting I just went back to therapy and I'm just kind of reflecting on my dating history and I'm noticing that like I tend to go for and I know we all go for like people who are familiar to us who like you know, we're always trying to replay dynamics that we saw growing up, et cetera, but um, I feel like I'm always going after people who are, like, I guess I really love confidence, and I really love cockiness, and I really love um, people who are super sure of themselves, but what that keeps getting me into is, like, dating people who are narcissistic and people who are, like, always trying to push my buttons, which is a dynamic I had with my stepfather growing up. Like, just someone I'm so used to, like, love being shown to me through, like, people teasing me. Um, And, like, I'm so well-loved in every other area of my life, Um, and I feel like it's such, like, a barrier, this whole romantic relationship thing, and I'm super busy right now, commuting from Connecticut to New York City, so, like, you know, I don't have time to date, but I would like to kind of figure out how to make my picker not be off anymore. So I'd love any advice you have on, like, kind of adjusting your taste in people. (laughs) Um, Don't know if you can help with that. I'm sure if anyone can, you guys can. Thank you so much. Love the podcast. Bye. I
4: was just your weekend. I'm like, ma'am.
3: I feel like I'm unqualified to give you advice. You're a therapist, right? Right. That sounds like
4: a therapist is coming to us for advice. Like that makes me feel really good. I mean, I very much relate to this. Not like the stepfather aspect of it, but like this. When I talk about my own experience with my picker being off and taking a break, the Mm -hmm. the main trait and quality that I am attracted to is confidence but it's cockiness. Like I like Mm -hmm. pretentious assholes who are cocky as shit. And that was like my biggest issue. And the thing that I found is that it's not necessarily adjusting your picker. It's just getting a better filtration, like filtering system because that's not a bad trait. There's, there's the twofold of confidence versus cockiness. And I think like if immediately right off the bat, So, like, the the whole thing about, like, you you do, you're attracted to people and you date people who are familiar to you and you have those familiar relationships. And so my therapist was saying that when clients tell her or anyone says, I just met this person and I feel like I've known them my whole life, she's like terrible sign red flag run for the hills because naturally even if you don't automatically think like wow we just immediately click we have so much in common like you're always going to be attracted to what's familiar to you and what you're attracted to Mm -hmm. it just might not be so like surface level and just right there obvious for you so I would say with like confidence I think you can seek out someone who's confident and just figure out like maybe it's not even necessarily going for someone who's confident. Just don't go out of your way to date someone who's insecure because you don't want to date someone who's insecure. And I think you'll find someone who's confident, but confident in a quiet way and not that like fuck boy loud way. So if it's that, that automatic attraction that you're super into, because I don't think it's giving up those character traits. It's just replacing. It's the mature version. Confidence is the mature version of cockiness and Mm -hmm. like, Mats is definitely confident. And like, dare I say, he can totally be cocky, but that wasn't my initial reaction or my initial uh, impression of him versus every other guy I've dated. That's like the first thing I'm like, oh, I love how like confident and that self-assured he is. And that if I'm knowing that right off the bat of meeting you, it's cockiness. Like no one who is who's genuinely so confident that isn't cocky is it they're not portraying it as like the first layer of their personality. If it comes forward that hard, I would say it's cockiness.
0: So that'd be my first
4: thing.
3: What do you yeah? Yeah. For me, it's like I would like for a long time, I was dating a lot of guys that were like foreign and didn't live here. (laughs) And I was like. I was like, "Oh, I just love international guys." <laughs> and the prob- the the thing is is like I, it was because tech. Yeah, but it was because I was I had my own commitment issues yeah. and they weren't I knew that they weren't going to be sticking around for a long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So it's like looking at what those specific qualities are and figuring out why you're attracted to what it is
4: yeah and that there's like that can be like you just want someone who's independent but Mm -hmm. there's the the way of like oh how do I go about this and I don't want to call it like the easiest way but it does kind of feel like the easiest way like if it's like oh this is something that is familiar and attainable to me and I think Yeah, you run the risk of especially if you're trying to change your picker, because I think Mm -hmm. like I think at the end of the day, unless you're going back to like abusive people, this there's not that many character traits in the world. Like they they overlap, like people have so many similar similar character traits, but they they take form in different ways in different people. And I think it's. I think it's trusting yourself to know that you're attracted to what you're attracted to. And it's trust that deeper, if you meet someone and they don't automatically to you seem like the most like confident, self-assured, kind of like like loud, like that loud confidence, which is cockiness, if they don't seem like that, know that like, oh, if I'm attracted to you and I'm not worrying, oh, he seems really insecure, that there's this middle ground that once I get to know you, I'll have that sort of feeling. Um, And so I would say from there, I would also go and try and date people in different like social circles. <laughs> like yeah. I wouldn't date like if we're going to be stereotypical, like if you've had issues dating like athletes or like frat boys or that sort of stuff, steer away from that. If someone's and maybe you can take. We don't have to focus so much on like the confidence, cockiness, and you can go into like, oh, okay, are they more or less like my ex in a sense that like they have different hobbies, different extracurriculars, like they've got a different home life, the way like their sense of humor is different and everything like that. Because I think that there's a happy medium, but it's just gonna be, it's harder. Just like the same thing with you're mm-hmm. saying with like the dating someone who, cause like I loved an unobtainable. Like unattainable right. crushes were my shit. Cause I never yeah. had to fucking act on them. That was Mots. Knew that, yeah, yeah. Mots and I for a year and a half, I was like unattainable crush. And then he was like quitting my job. Want to go out? And I was like, what fuck? I don't know if I like you. And I was like te- petrified, but I was like the, I was the epitome of that. And I think it becomes, we go for what's we, we go for the people and the situations that we know the outcome. Cause we've been through mm-hmm. it before. And mm-hmm. I don't think you need to take a complete, like, like, pivot like a complete 180 but if you take a couple of steps with somebody else who you're like I don't know like let's see and you just kind of let it play out I think you'll be pleasantly surprised but again I just would instead of seeking guys who are cocky I would just seek guys just don't seek people who are insecure Mm -hmm. yeah which sounds dumb but
3: and maybe like open yourself up to people that you may not like you find attractive but they may not have like the initial qualities that you find attractive and take time to get to know them. And, you know, just because somebody doesn't initially come off as arrogant, they can still be very confident in their mm-hmm. er-
4: everyday life. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's coming up with a list of the other traits that you like and the other traits that you're attracted to and ignoring confidence. To start with, like completely ignoring that, because I think you're right. I think there's a it's like a quiet confidence that you'll find once you get to know somebody. And Mm -hmm. so focus on the find like come up with five other personality traits that you are attracted to. And I would then focus on those. So if you're on dating apps, I would just focus on those five things. And like obviously like for what you're attracted to, but don't let like the physical attraction. If that if that person's physical attraction doesn't match these other personality traits that you want, cut them off. Like yeah. cut them the fuck off. Cut
3: them off. And and
4: right now is a good time f- yeah. to like practice that
3: because now I'm guessing you're not commuting to New York City <laughs> <laughs> uh, every day. So um, take that time to like that you would have been commuting uh, and uh, figure out like what is it that you actually want.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: then like if you're going on dating apps, you know, this is a good time just to start talking to people and getting to know them as, as opposed to like going on dates.
4: Yeah. No, I think this would be like, I think you can crush like a Zoom date mm-hmm. or like a FaceTime date. I think it'll be like a great time. Yeah. But wow. I love when therapists listen to our show. <laughs> me too. It and makes then ask feel... us for advice. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, who else better? I'm
3: like, you? But I mean, it's I also think <laughs> she goes to therapy too. So well, it's I, like... I don't
4: all therapists I think all therapists go to therapy. I wouldn't trust yeah, yeah, yeah. a yeah, therapist I... who is like yeah, I, I don't. But it's it. just like
3: she's going coming to us instead of asking her therapist.
4: That makes me happy. Uh well, I wonder if her therapist had like the very like you know therapisty kind of response.
6: So I'm 26, and me and this guy work together, and so we were flirting around. There was a lot of sexual tension and. We ended up hooking up, but we had always been very flirtatious, and it wasn't like flirtatious like, flirting. It was very insinuating and calling me Nate, as in like Corazon, which is like my heart in Spanish, and like giving me cute little nicknames like that, and telling me that he wanted to do stuff to me on text and so we ended up hooking up and then afterwards he just like still continued to do that saying that he wanted to fuck me but then he would go back on it and be like no uh I don't want to I just want to be friends with you like I just kid around like that with my friends and I'm like you joke around that you want to fuck with just any of your friends like they were 60, basically, and he wants to act like nothing is going to happen. Like, he makes it very obvious that he likes me. Him, all our coworkers, like, know that he likes me. No one knows that we hooked up. But if I start talking about a guy or, or anything that I'm going to do, he gets very jealous and everyone knows it, and he gets very mad, so I don't know what I should do, like, should I just give this up, or should I try to continue to talk to him eventually, like, I don't know what to do, like, do you think that he's just scared of commitment, because I feel like I'm scared to commit to him, too, but I would just, like, want it as a fuck buddy situation I would not want it as anything else so if you can help me thanks bye
4: what we have here Mm -hmm. is a classic case of the fuck boy yeah and you recognize
3: it but you you're still he's playing he's still playing you like you're allowing him to still play you yeah Um, he you he got what he wanted from you and now he's just keeping you on the back burner Mm mm-hmm Um, like fuck buddies shouldn't be this hard.
4: No, and they only fucked once. Yeah. Like that's the thing that I think like I don't I wouldn't even call this guy like your friend, like at Mm. all, because I don't even think I think if you fuck your friend and like you've got great if in the words of Love Island, you've got great banta and you you work together and the sex is good and you enjoy yourself and like you you are also friends you don't just fuck once like you either then start dating or you become fuck buddies and like mm-hmm. it's so clear that and also it's not that you're i because i feel like the response would be like well maybe i'm maybe i'm appearing too closed off like if he wanted to like if he wanted to date you he would date you and if he wanted to continue fucking you he would he would make that clear like all of these like actions and talking this big game is like, is just to me just so slimy. And I don't think you're the only girl he's doing this to at all. And even if it seems like he's flirting and he likes you and your coworkers are like, "Oh, Oh my gosh. Like there's no follow through. Like there is no, it's just a weak, it's a weak move. And I think if he was afraid of commitment, there would have been a conversation about like about that or, and also fuck buddies. Isn't a commitment. So if he was Mm -hmm. afraid of commitment, it just doesn't still want to be fucking you. Yeah. And he would. And it, or if he had like serious feelings or it was uncomfortable or he felt weird about it, he would completely stop with the sexting you and stuff like that. And if he's saying like, oh, I just do this to all my friends. Believe him when he says that. Yeah. I don't think that he's meaning he's doing it to like his buddy like Jared and Billy. Maybe he, he is. May I mean here you know what? <laughs> I'm here to empower. I'm not here to empower him. I mean, sure, he we can empower him, but like, yeah. we're here for you. But yeah, may, like when he says that he's doing that, believe him. That's him yeah. telling you, I'm in the words of Black China, texting other bitches. Like it's <laughs> like that's like oh you still texting other bitches. Like he he's telling you explicitly that that's what he's doing and this is just like how he is and he's doing that to set your ex so to, to like so if at any point you think he's leading you on he can tell, turn around and be like no I told you that this is just I told what you. I do.
3: He told you exactly who he was he showed you now you just need to believe it.
4: Yeah he's essentially so, like, telling you you're not special and like this is not like oh don't get I'm doing this with everybody else like this yeah. isn't you.
3: It takes two people to text, and so, like, you just need to stop responding to him. And um, I know it's awkward because you guys work together, but you've got to, like, you need to set boundaries for yourself because you're not respecting yourself right now. So if you don't want to be with—I mean, if he doesn't want to be with you, then, you know, just move on. You've got to just have a professional relationship with him.
4: Yeah, and it's also just weird to, like— Sure I get like flirting at work mm-hmm. but like the sexting and like I want to fuck you stuff and all of that like is just so appropriate yeah like even if you think of him as your friend he's not treating you like a friend like no. he's not he's not at all and I don't and regardless of like what the culture is at your workplace like that's not cool and okay and like Mm-mm. you're into him and attracted to him and so it, it, I think it's feeling more okay because like you're into it so it's a consensual text relationship because you're also participating but I think just recognizing in yourself that oh if he actually cared about me and like wanted to date me he would and if he wanted to be fuck buddies with me he would like you don't need to tell him like hey <laughs> like like let's not have any commitment like let's just like fuck and stay friends like He knows that. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like he's waiting Mm -hmm. for your permission and he's this like respectful guy. Like, no, he's like still sending you these like dirty messages and then be like, well, I send this to everybody. Like, don't flatter yourself, essentially. And I don't think. Yeah, I think honestly, if I'm going to be like very harsh, blunt advice, I would think that his bench is just full. That he is his like bench of girls that he's hooking up with. During the week and weekend is full and you are the work wife and you're on rotation. So if one of them falls off, he's going to sub you in. And you're
3: saying like everybody at your job is saying that you guys like that he's into you and he's flirting with you. That's just like distracting people from doing their job.
4: Oh, yeah. And also I would just do your best to tune that out because that is just it's just entertainment for your coworkers. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and it, it's kind of like the bachelor when like everybody in the house is talking about how much they like the guy or like, Oh my God. Or like the producer, like you'd be so cute with them that that can get in your head and also make you think that you're more into him or he's more into you than you actually are you in actually the situation yeah. because you're just talking about it so much that it becomes an all encompassing thing. And then when you also backtracked on the call and you're like, yeah, but I would just be on down to be fuck buddies. It doesn't seem like you like him that much. It just kind of seems that like, this is like the center hot point of like gossip and everybody's talking about it. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't think it needs to be that. Cause I don't think you really care that much either. Yeah. If that makes sense. If we're yeah. reading it right, but say we're boy, bye the
3: information that we have.
4: Yeah. I say, say boy, bye. He's a, yeah. he's a fuck boy and no yeah. guy needs like no guy who's like continues to sex you. is like, I'll continue to sex you, but I need you to tell me that you want to be fuck buddies. Because, like, he's eventually being like, I want to fuck you. And then it's like, oh, never mind. We're just friends.
3: Yeah. No. Move on.
4: Move on. Maybe he's got a girlfriend. That too. hmm
7: Hello, Megan and Melissa and possible guests, but probably not a guest because of coronavirus. Anyways, this question is for both Megan and Melissa, since these two are professional ghosters, and I need to learn how to ghost someone, especially since... I'm a little too nice sometimes, keyword sometimes, But like, so there's this girl. I met her at a treatment center when I was 14. I'm 22 right now, by the way. She's the same age as well. And she, I felt like at the time, like we didn't even talk. And also I felt like she was there for all the wrong reasons because she would like constantly like try to trigger everyone's like, whatever they're in there for. Like I was in there for self-harm and, uh, eating disorders, and she would always kind of end up like constantly trigger that, including everyone else's to the point where she had to get kicked out to a different group therapy thing. And like 10 years, a couple years later now, she was like, hi, I miss you so much. And I'm just like, like I had to respond because I didn't want to be mean or anything. I'm just like, hi, how are you, blah, 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 all that stuff. And she's always like, saying to hang out, but I don't want to hang out with her because one, I hate people and I don't like leaving my house. Especially now since I'm in isolation, so it's perfect. But uh, like, she's even like now, like she keeps like saying, "Let's hang out, let's hang out, let's hang out," and I'm just like, one, I'm super busy being an adult, working uh, 8 a 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. job, <laughs> and having to take care of my nephew as well because my sister is trying to be uh, like a badass mom, and who, like, and she, like, she's like, like I always feel. Bad. Whenever I try to ignore her, and she's like one of those people you kind of feel sorry for because, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like there is something mentally wrong with her, but and she's just like also like not getting the clues that I don't want to be her friend. Like, I just like message her because I feel bad for her, and I don't know. Like, I always like I even like ignore her messages, and she like keep messaging me, like, ten times, like, sending me ten messages. I'm like, this is unnecessary. So I'm just like, how do I, like, approach this girl, or should I just block her? Because, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to be mean or how to ghost people. So, yeah. Thanks. Be safe.
4: Well, you came to the right place. I'm very yeah. good at being mean and ghosting me i know but like in this situation i think you have to be a little more delicate oh i a hundred percent i a hundred hundred percent agree and i i i haven't been in the same situation but i had uh i would say two friendships that ended that were that needed to be like true that yeah that was me ending friendships that needed to be treated more delicately because of yeah. When you, when you know someone really well and you know, like their like mental health battles or struggles mm-hmm. or any sort of thing like that, like you do want to be cognizant of that, but that's not a re like, no matter what anyone's mental health disorders or anything like that, no one wants to be a pity friend. And that's what I yeah. always have to tell myself that it was like, here's the thing. Like I'm preventing like the time and energy that they're spending trying to pursue a friendship or invest in the friendship that we have I'm not giving them back that same level of friendship and I'm withholding someone from their life who could give who could fill that spot Mm -hmm. and they could have a mutual friendship and relationship with because I think like yes ghosting gets a bad like name for being mean but I also think that sometimes it's like Sometimes you don't, you you don't feel comfortable telling the person that's why. And it's not that like, oh, I hate you and I don't want to be your friend anymore. It's just, we're not at the same level of friendship. And I want you to have that with somebody else. And yeah. I know that person's not me. So I'm going to remove myself from your life. Yeah. And, and again, we always say that we ghost because that's what we would prefer people yeah, do that's to what us. We
3: and I, th- and usually when I'm ghosting 99% of the time, it's because That person is toxic, and I know that they're going to use whatever tactics they can to keep me around, and they're going to say what I want to hear. And so, and I know that going into it, so I know that I need to just cut them off cold turkey, because they're they're it's usually people that are
4: manipulative. Yeah, and it's they're not going. Regardless of what you say, it's not going to be like a conversation. It's just going to, they're not going to hear you. So I think that you need to analyze and kind of address what you think that she will respond to. And I don't Mm -hmm. know, because you have such like a long standing relationship with her. I would assume she's never uh, like apologized for her actions back then, which I think... I would if I were you and I think that's what you're you're feeling is like that's kind of a red flag and not someone that you don't have room for. You're living your adult life. You don't really have room or desire to make new friends, let alone this person who had kind of really left a sour taste in your mouth. I don't think that there's any reason why you need to remain her friend at all. But the times that I have like and I wouldn't even say that I ghosted the people who. I treated it in more delicate situations. I kind of just, I concluded it and that was all there was to it. So it's whether it's like sending a message of being like, just being really upfront and saying, texting her back. And I would do it not as a response to one of hers. I Mm -hmm. would just, I would like maybe respond a couple of times and then like, pay attention to when she texts you and then wake up early or like text a few hours before so the text is coming from you it's not a response to something that she's saying and just say hey I want to be super upfront and honest with you because that's what I would want in return and I would want someone to do for me um it's it, it was so nostalgic to have you reach out I'm at a place in my life right now where I am super busy. I've got all of this stuff going on. Mm -hmm. I'm working 12 hours a day. Yeah. Um, I take care of my nephew.
3: And And, I'm just, like, not at the mental capacity right now where I can have somebody else in my
4: life. Yeah, and, like, have new friends. And I don't, like... And and maybe you harbor resentment towards her. Maybe you don't. If you don't, I would say I, I don't harbor any sort of ill feelings to you at all. I just... I know that I'm not capable of being like a friend to anyone right now, like any more people that I already have in my life. And I would, I really want that for you. So like, I would like, I I just want to let you know that that's, that's where I'm at. And I don't want you to essentially like waste your time on investing in a friendship with me right now, because I'm just kind of like, I'm at capacity. And then from there, I would just be done and have that yeah. be the only text that you send. And obviously you know her better than us, but if her response is something like, okay, like thank you so much for letting me know. And you, then you can respond to that if you want and say like, no problem. Like it was great to hear yeah. from you. But if it's like keep
3: it short and honest um, and once and if she's like asking questions that are going to lead you on then like to continue the conversation, then you just have to cut it off after that. Because at that point, you've said everything that you needed to say and it's just going to keep going if you don't cut it off.
4: Yeah, I would say make sure none of your text messages involve questions or need a response Mm -hmm. like make I'm really like careful when I do stuff like that, that. I'm not asking for a response for anything and like they don't even necessarily need to respond. Like it's, it's just kind of like, it can be just an, Oh, okay. Thanks for like for the heads up or anything like that. Have it be statement driven. Um, and yeah, I, I would just, and if you have any, like, if, if you're worried about if she's like not in a great, like mental space, um, and if you have any like mutual people that you know are still in contact with her and you're worried about her, you can give them a heads up of saying, Hey, I just recently kind of cut ties with her and I know that she's like going through something right now. And I just wanted you to like be aw- like be aware. Obviously, like I want what's best for her. And just so the other people are aware. So I think like, but I think at the end of it, I wouldn't even call it. Yeah, I really wouldn't call it ghosting. I think there's a nice Mm -hmm. way to do it. But after that, don't engage. Yeah, don't engage and just don't respond because it doesn't make you an asshole. It's just because, like you said, like you're not in the market for new friends and she keeps asking you to hang out and you're essentially just on the fast track of being like, here's the thing. I'm going to disappoint you because I don't really want to hang out. Like, that's not really where I'm at. And I'd rather tell you that right now than have this go on for a couple months and you think that I hate you and like wonder why I'm avoiding you and all of that stuff. And I'm just like letting you know now, like it's, I'm not, I'm not into making new friends right now. So I would just, yeah, say that to her and yeah, let it like, just like let it be what it is. Cause I think it's also hard Or at least I really struggled with feeling like a lot of pressure from other people to maintain friendships with the friends that I had that were like struggling with like mental health stuff, even though I was too. (laughs) And it was kind of one of those things that I was told like, no, you have to stay friends with them. They're going through a lot right now. And I was like, I'm going through a lot and they're making my life and the stuff I'm going through so much harder. Why do I have to stay like keep being friends with them like this? This doesn't seem fair to me at all. And at the end of the day, like, there's only so much that you can, like, you can't, like, give from empty.
8: Mm-hmm.
4: And I think, like, she'll, if she doesn't understand that now, hopefully she will, like, later on down the road. But. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think yeah. I think it, it yeah, doesn't make you like a bad right person. now. Right now, a lot of like acquaintances that I have are coming out the woodworks and I understand it because everybody is like stuck at home and they can't go out and talk to people. But these are people that like I would talk to like once every three months and everybody's just like, let's face him. And like, honestly, I'm like you, I, I I'm still working and I don't want to like. Which I appreciate and I understand that like it's a privilege that I'm still able to work right now. But like I don't have the mental capacity to be FaceTiming everybody all day long. Like I'm, I'm, I am I'm, still have obligations that I have to attain to and I just don't my like mentally I'm very like worn out right now and I can't give any more at this time.
4: No, I think that's I think I think it's valid, especially because everybody Mm -hmm. else is everyone's handling this time period differently. And some people are like, this is a great time to like do all that stuff. And everyone else. I mean, I'm one of those people where I'm like, no, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to talk to the people I talk to regularly. But like, yeah, that whole thing when people were like, I forget who had suggested it it was like a boomer. Um, And it was like a tweet about like every day call somebody who you haven't talked to in at least five years. And I'm like. Fuck no. There's a reason why I haven't talked to you. Like, I don't have enough mental capacity. Like, I'm just trying yeah. to keep up with, like, the few friends I have. Mm-hmm. Like, don't make me reach back out to these people that, like, they're not in my life for a fucking reason. Yeah. I get it if you're, like, you know, old and, like, you're just trying mm-hmm. to be, like, nostalgic and sweet. But, like, yeah. There's no there's no point. Um, yeah. But um, I'm happy for you for living your best adult life. And I feel like this is going to be a really good way for you to ease into the ghosting. Mm -hmm. And maybe, who knows, in a couple months, you'll be like a fully fledged ghoster. (laughs) Be so proud. Only if you want to get ghosted. That's the that's like the twofold. Like you can't become a ghoster and then be upset when you get ghosted. I definitely was upset when there
3: because he's like, I'm nice sometimes.
4: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah I used to I like hated getting I got the first two times I got ghosted I was like very upset and then I got older and then I was like oh no I would I'm 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 glad I got ghosted I wouldn't yeah. have wanted you to tell me that you want to bring up with me and I also like am now just gonna ghost people like yeah. I like I was like no that's so mean and then I was like oh no those conversations just are I would not I don't need them yeah I don't need them I don't need them either. Well, is it it's time for a break now, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Well, guys, we are back from our break and we're going to hop into the rest of the calls. So, I'm 21 and I basically
8: have this problem where, okay, so I'm dating this girl and she's 25 and, or she is, um, actually married to this guy who is also 25 and, um, but he knows about us and everything, like, he's cool, like, everything's good, we're, yeah, thriving, and, uh, so basically, they keep, like, insinuating to me that they want a girlfriend for them and their husband and like I was kind of like oh, okay like cool that's really dope like for, for sure like you know I don't feel weird about that at all like there was another person involved and so basically the problem with this is like at first I didn't really think that that's something I would want but now it's something that I really do want because like I was just scrolling through their instagrams and like he's just like such a great person and like he's so fucking hot and like fuck i don't know what to do oh sorry i don't know if i can say fuck (laughs) so because i don't know how to bring that up and also like even though they keep insinuating it i don't know if they actually want me to like date both of them because like this is like i'm the first person they've dated since they've been open and like i don't know i feel so weird about it i don't know how to bring it up i want it to happen um yeah so Do I do it or do I, like, not – I don't know. Also, if it matters, I'm an Aquarius, she's a Scorpio, and he's a Leo. I know that we're, like, the worst for Scorpios, Leos, and Aquarius, but, like, maybe that'll make us stronger. I don't know. Let me know. (laughs) All right, thanks. Bye.
4: Um, Well, actually, Aquariuses and Leos are sister signs so they get along fabulously well that's Melissa and I I actually thought about it and I think I've got I do actually think that like the only sign of like two of my closest friends like you and Marilisa are Aquariuses. like I don't think I have any other like of my close friend circle no one else repeats no other sign repeats yeah. So I would say that. But I would say that all of your signs make so much sense in this situation. To me. <laughs> like It makes so much sense. Like your vibe makes sense to me. Like their vibe makes sense to me. Um, I mean, OK, I will be the first to admit I've never been in this situation before. So everything that I say, and you're not, you're shaking your head. So Melissa's, you haven't been haven't. I haven't, but I would
3: love to be with two dudes.
4: Aquarius. I'm telling you. Um, But I would say, and I've got friends who've been in open relationships. I would say maybe if it's, if what you're trying to preserve is like awkwardness, I would just start by having a conversation with her and maybe it's just like figuring out and having more of a conversation about what the openness in their relationship entails. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe if it's, uh, Oh, we're like, I'm sleeping with other people. He's sleeping with other people just to kind of like, yeah. I don't know, like suss out the situation more and get more information.
3: Yeah. I, I think that in any relationship period, like, communication is key but in these type of open relationships mm-hmm. then it's like you have to be able to express what you want or people will get confused and feelings will get hurt
4: yeah because you we don't know if uh i mean they're married and this is their first time that they've had someone like that they've been in a like such so, that the she's been in a relationship since they've been Mm -hmm. open so i don't know what their like primary partner aspect is is that it's they invite new people in or it's whatever that is or if it's if one of us is sleeping with someone that person needs to be kept really separate so i don't know how much interaction you've had with him or if it's been her saying oh we really want that like we've really kind of talked about this but i think like at the end of it like you're fucking her like you can like you have every right to like she's saying that that's something that she would be into i think that like that's very much opened up the space for you to say it's not like you're just hooking up with her and you're suddenly like yo would also love to just be a part of like right join your
3: because they're like open doesn't mean that they want a thruple
4: yeah but if if she's the one opening that conversation i think you have like every right to say oh i would definitely be interested in that Uh uh-huh and maybe if it's because you said originally you didn't think it's something you would be but you can just and if you express that to her I would just revisit it and just say hey yeah. like I, things have changed now yeah I'd be to. Yeah, and
3: and you're like physically attracted to him, which is a good sign. But like, you guys might hang out, and you might not connect to him on mm-hmm. a different level too. So yeah, and he I might not just connect say, with be her. Be cautious. Yeah, 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 he might not connect with her. So I'd just say be cautious, but be truthful to what exactly you want, and go for it.
4: Yeah, I would just have the conver- I would just have the conversation sooner rather than later because I think like. The daydreaming fantasy aspect of it I think that That's going to get out of control Real fast Mm -hmm. And if this isn't a possibility This isn't even something that crossed your mind until she brought it up And then if this is like If it's not going to happen and if it's just going to be You and her continuing a relationship I think the sooner you know that the better So you can then you know stop scrolling through his Instagram And thinking about it and all of that sort of stuff Because I think that could also potentially ruin What you guys have going on
3: Yeah because you're living in a fantasy right now Yeah potential of what could be and you might be building up something in your head that's not what it ends up being
4: yeah maybe it's and and I, I would also go into it find out what the the parameters of their open relationship is what they're looking for and then also figure out if if that's if it's not okay not even just like oh I'm okay with that is that what you're looking for too yeah. so is is this the kind of thing that you and it's totally fine to like I mean, half the shit that we all try it's you don't know that you like it or you don't know that you're mm-hmm. into it until like the situation comes up because you never think of it. So I don't mm-hmm. think it has to be like, oh, this is like my ideal dream scenario. I've been thinking about for a long time, but making sure that it's not you're not settling for an aspect of it that you're not necessarily super cool with just because that's what they're offering. But if you if you're into it, fucking go for it. Yeah. Agree. I'm mm-hmm. I'm highly curious about the Leo dynamic in this because Leo's are so prideful. We love attention, but also tend to be pretty jealous. And so do Scorpios. So I'm a little, I'm, I'm just curious if that, like, obviously not everything's about Zodiac signs, but I could also kind of see it canceling it out with, because yeah. they're both so extreme signs that like, I don't necessarily like, as a Leo I don't usually get along well with Scorpios, but that intensity can sometimes cancel it out for Certain aspects of it, yeah. Oh God, can you imagine? As
3: Aquarius, you're just like laid back. Oh, that's what like, I mean. Like you you're know, the perfect you sign the for that. Like somebody like presented something to you at first, and you're like, you know, I'm not into it. But then the more you did your research, because we do love researching <laughs> and finding out more information, you're like, you know what? <laughs> You know this this might be something that's for me it is just such an aquarius vibe
4: like it is the most and i love it it's such a good time okay well should we get on to the next one let's do it
9: i'm 19 and i've been dating my boyfriend now for about three years um just been my only boyfriend oh my gosh this is the like the most nerve-wracking thing i've ever done okay Basically, my boyfriend has recently been wanting to try new things. In particular, you know, he likes having his ass eaten. So, after the first time I did it, I told him that I didn't really enjoy it. It kind of it just makes me feel really uncomfortable like I I enjoy sucking his dick, but like, going it's just it's a different experience. So he'll say like, okay, and like that I don't have to do it anymore. But then he we he keeps wanting me to do it. So every time like I see him and we're getting sexual and I'm sucking his dick, he just sort of lifts up his legs and pushes my head down there and like in his butt. And then like at that moment, like there's no really going back, you know, like it's, I just have to commit but I really genuinely do not like it. But I feel bad because, you know, he really does like it. And I love him. And I don't know if it's just something in 2020. Is that, is it normal? Just something you kind of do? Because like maybe, you know, he doesn't like eating me out, but he does it because it's pleasurable to me. So if I don't like, doing that to him do I still do it because it's pleasurable for him I don't know it just always keeps happening and after every time I just feel so gross like I just don't it just makes me so uncomfortable but I don't know how I should handle it if I should just bring it up to him again that I just don't like it or if I should just suck it up because I can, I can suck it up it's just not my favorite thing um, any
4: advice
9: Will be helpful
4: Thank you Both these last two calls make me want to like It relates heavily to this show Mons and I just watched But like I would essentially be spoiling the entire show If I said which show it is But there's a new show on HBO Which both of these calls remind me of The last two ones um, I don't know how to like say this In the most like delicate way I can, but, like, him, like, I don't want to use... Forcing... Yeah. I'll I'll say it.
3: He's forcing you to do something sexually that you don't want to do. There's a reason why you
4: feel uncomfortable, and it's not because of the... There's a part of it, sure, that's because of the action, but that's because you didn't consent to it. That feeling Mm -hmm. that you get every time afterwards, like... that's such a specific feeling that you can't put your finger on because even have your, how you're saying being like, Oh, I can suck it up. Like it's not my favorite thing to do, but that uncomfortable, like really bad feeling, gross feeling that you get afterwards is because you didn't consent to it. And that mm-hmm. he is continuing to force you to do it, knowing that you feel uncomfortable, seeing that you feel uncomfortable and you feel like you actually, and you feel like you have to,
3: you feel like you're obligated. And you said, I don't know if it's something in twenty. 20- 20 that people are just doing probably because like eating ass has been become like this thing that people just talk about that everybody's doing but everybody isn't doing it everybody doesn't love to do it if you don't enjoy doing something you shouldn't be doing it and you shouldn't feel obligated to do it
4: no and if he doesn't enjoy eating you out then he shouldn't eat you out like and yes. if and that's but and then that's the at the end of the day though like if this is a deal breaker for him then you guys shouldn't be dating. Like, then he, mm-hmm. that, but the idea that, like, this is something that she's not comfortable with and I'm going to force her to do it is sexual assault. And, like, yes, it's not okay. And it doesn't matter how much you enjoy something. Cause at the end of the day, like, when we talk about, like, enjoying giving blowjobs and all of that sort of stuff, like, yes, you're enjoying it because, like, you're giving someone else pleasure. But, like, also, like, there's that confidence boost. Like, you, you, like, you, you you enjoy that, like, uh, but the mm-hmm. idea that, like, you just need to suck it up is not, no, like, it, it's not a thing, and also, like, whatever he's into and whatever you're into, that's fine, that's totally fine, but, like, you cannot force your partner to do it non-consensually, like, that's just, like... Yeah any any that it just becomes null at that point and you've expressed to him over and over again that you're not comfortable and you don't like it and he doesn't care and that's like so incredibly worrisome and such a red flag and I don't know if you've really put two and two together of the fact that you're not consenting to this and that's not that's not how consensual sex in a relationship goes. Like, once you're in a relationship, you continue have to, you have to continue to consent all the time. Like, that's not... Mm-hmm.
3: Just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean that that's consent for every time that you have sex.
4: And it's so incredibly disrespectful for him to not only do that in the moment, but then also ignore you when you're verbalizing it and saying mm-hmm. all of that. Like, I think that is just... It's just fucked up. Like, it's so incredibly fucked up. And I don't, again, like, I think that it's incredibly, it's super, super sad that some men don't understand that and don't understand. I mean, where I'm not even getting into in, like, the the men understanding or anyone in understanding consent in general. But the the aspect of relationships in, like, consent in relationships. And I think... I would just urge you to do some more reading about consent in relationships and see if any other things that are happening in your relationship, if any of it kind of rings true with you. Um, I would talk to a friend about it. I don't know if you see a therapist, talk to a therapist about it, and then approach a conversation in your relationship. Maybe it's in a couple therapy session, but... If you've expressed to him over and over again that like, and also, I mean, I'm going to be super straightforward. My automatic advice would be like, dump him. He's a piece of shit. Like he's forcing you like, and I'm like that just, that's how I feel. But like, Mm -hmm. this is your relationship. And I don't know. I don't know if that is like helpful or constructive for you at all because I don't I don't want to give you advice that you're like oh I'm not going to dump him so I'm just going to keep sticking with this so if you're going to stay in this relationship and try and stay in the relationship and work on this then you he needs you guys need to go to therapy and he needs to understand what consent is and figure that shit out and I don't I'm not like trying to be like a doomsday like not thinking that that's going to like work out but I don't know Again, my advice is to dump him because he's forcing, he's sexually assaulting you. And just because Mm -hmm. you're in a relationship doesn't mean that you consent. But I don't know.
3: Also, she's 19. She's been in this relationship for three years. This is the only relationship that you've been in. And I don't want you to think that this is the standard for what a partner should be. Sex should be mutually beneficial. If you're not enjoying I do blowjobs because i like giving blowjobs if i didn't like giving them i wouldn't do it
4: yeah and And somebody shouldn't be forcing something upon you because this relationship has been through such such like formidable years of your life Mm -hmm. i'm thinking i don't think that you're going to read about consent in relationships and toxic relationships and abusive relationships and manipulative and all this. I don't think that this is going to be the only thing that rings true for you. I think that there's going to be other aspects and other things that might make you feel this way. And I think at the end of the day, if you don't feel like that's enough for you, go to a therapist, sit down and talk with a therapist, with him and get whatever information you can get to understand and know that this is not a prerequisite of a relationship at all. And I think it's incredibly, incredibly sad. And there's an, epi- well, I'll even just say the HBO show I was talking about so there's a show on HBO called Mrs. Fletcher, and there is a, towards the end, there is, uh, an episode in which like two consenting adults are hooking up and then something non-consensual happens through through them hooking up and I watching it it was one of those things that it took my brain 10 seconds to realize that it was sexual assault because I was like this is like not that it was like a judgmental thing of like oh this whatever I was just watching it and Mats is like oh my god and it took it was like I was on a lag like it took me a couple Mm -hmm. seconds to be like oh yeah wait that's not good like but it it happened and it's because it's happened so often and it's like it's something that it becomes ingrained in women and then even sometimes when you talk to your friends and it's kind of like oh yeah that yeah like (laughs)" because it's happened to everyone at a certain point to a certain extent that it was watching it it was like oh wow sometimes you need to see these things that aren't about you that have a third party perspective, someone just objectively looking at the situation with more insight and more experience, and being like, oh wow, okay, no, that's not normal. And because it's the only relationship that you know, and the only relationship you've ever had, you have nothing else to compare it to. And he knows mm-hmm. that. And that's the part that I that that stresses me out and worries me, is in situations like this, if you're being forced to do things that you don't consent to sexually there is no there's no way that there is not manipulation and gaslighting in your relationship as well when you're if you're then probably being told everyone does this like it's really like come on like it's no big deal why are you making such a big deal out of it that it becomes not only like physical it becomes like mental too and it be, it makes you question your own judgment your own reality and your own feelings and that gut instinct and that gut feeling as soon as somebody tries to get in there and redirect that feeling biggest fucking red flag because they don't want yeah. you to trust your own instincts Ugh, yeah. and it just makes me like so sad like ugh, this makes me just so sad and i yeah Cause like you think of like being young and just think like, the like the amount of and obviously like totally not to this ex- like this exact situation, but the amount of times that like I'd be hooking up with a guy and it'd be like oh like let me try and stick it in your ass and you're like mm-hmm. no uh. and I, it's like that's not something I want no and like and then no matter how many times you can express that and say that it was yeah I I, I think it's so sad and crazy and wild and I think about even the stories my friends and I talked about about like the guys that we slept with when we were younger we now reevaluate it in our 20s -hmm. and we're like how we talk to each other about these situations when they happened how did we not realize and it was just because it was so saturated in our lives and our friends lives that it was our normal and it mm-hmm. was and like it wasn't until like everything, all this more, I don't want to say more research, but like it was just more popular to talk about this kind of stuff that it was like, oh wow, why, why have we been doing this? Like why yeah. like not we, like we're not participating, like w- not like victim aspect of it, but like why are like we as a society like thinking that this we is something that's fine. okay? Yeah. And it's not. And I and it's definitely like a very the relationship – the consent aspect of relationships is definitely something that is – I don't even want to say stickier because it truly is obvious. Like, the consent doesn't change from, like, just, like, hooking up to, a, like, a committed relationship. And I think everyone thinks it does, and it doesn't.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And, yeah, this one just makes my – like, ugh, makes me – it's yeah. icky. It's very, very we've, we've icky. we've been there. We've exactly. We've been there, and
3: we understand Um, and, and like time and age have taught us that this is not acceptable and this is not, this should not be the norm.
4: Yeah, no. And it's, 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 it's wild. And I think it's hard because this is, yeah, it's your only sexual experience. But I think even Mm -hmm. for most of my friends and I, I've had more sexual experiences that are non like do you know, like ver- like yeah. there's more of those like experiences where you look back on it that you're like if I'm gonna go statistically that's more normal in my life and that's yeah. not but that's not a thing like that's mm-hmm. not something that that doesn't make it okay just because like the treatment of women and all of this like m- misogyny and all of this fucking shit is ingrained in our culture and society that it happens so much that it feels normal it doesn't make it normal yeah Ugh. I'm very sorry. I'm like so I'm sorry too. So sorry, but I think that I'm really glad that you called because I think that mm-hmm. you know
3: that something's wrong yeah. and you're questioning it. And so
4: keep questioning um, it. Yeah. Follow your gut and follow your instincts because you're not wrong. Yeah. Also, for the record, we're never fucking wrong. Like that, like that gut feeling and instinct, like the the worst case she means like as
3: as like as feelings not like melissa and megan are. oh no 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 no, no, i'm wrong all the
4: time i'm not that smart (laughs) um no i mean like your gut instinct sort of thing and like the only and there's only ever two options either you're spot on and you're correct or it's if it's hysterical it's historical and you're feeling Mm -hmm. that because it's happened to you before and therefore you are also not incorrect so like anyone who tries to get you to like go against that gut instinct mm-mm. Uh, so it's time for an update
3: yes so this is from um the episode with Becca Martinez and the original caller she her boyfriend uh, was a is a Trump supporter um and also talked degradingly about her being like bisexual and Uh, latina so this is her updating us and he didn't believe white privilege was a thing
4: yeah
10: hey megan and melissa i'm calling back for an update um i was the girl who called in about her um white boyfriend in the most recent episode with becca um so i guess i should backtrack a little bit when i made that call it was definitely like late at night and i didn't I hadn't processed it all the way. Um, I definitely agreed <laughs> with most of what you guys said, and I think my issue was I wasn't really vocalizing that to kind of what she, kind of to what you said, how like um, I just kind of pushed my feelings aside, and I think I did. And I mean, when we had that conversation it was really just one time before that he tried to bring up politics and I just kind of shot it down and I think it was because I was mostly afraid of what he would say because of his background um also no, I did just say that he was in the military just because I was kind of trying to like give you more of an idea about like why that age difference was there sort of thing that he's not in the military now sorry anyways and so I'm really um so, I mean, after, I mean, that phone call to you guys, I sat on it and thought about it some more, and we sat down, and I kind of laid it out, like, all on the table, like, what I was feeling, sort of that kind of thing, and I kind of did bring up, like, if we, if this isn't something that, like, we can really agree with, because I brought up, not exactly what you said, but just happened to be what you said about, um like, the moral thing at this point, and um I think it was most more, like, when I called, I really just kind of misunderstood not misunderstood that's stupid that's a gaslighting thing but more I didn't have all the details so and when I like called him out on saying that comment he would vote for Trump anyways it like became a thing we are we are going like actively to a couple of therapists and stuff but um I am here to report that we're still together because he kind of is he is learning more like upon himself and he's taking the time to become more educated about it and stuff and he will no longer be voting for Trump I don't know if that's something he said to placate me, but I really don't, or placate, sorry. I really don't think so, just mainly because of his actions that he's taken forward and he's become more vocal about it, especially to his other white redneck brothers, um, which is a really big change in between when I called then and now. So um, I don't know. I think we're in a good spot, especially with the couples therapist and stuff, but I guess we'll see where it goes from here. But thanks for all of your advice. I really appreciated it.
4: Um, I mean, I'm really happy that you're happy. Yeah, I'm so happy that you're happy. I think. Um, I think you should be
3: cautious. Um, yeah, I'm. Ha- I'm also happy that you're happy, but also be cautious that he's not just saying what you want to hear. Um. Mm-hmm. Also, it seems like you're after you heard what you said and heard what we said that now you're trying to justify his actions.
4: Yeah, you really came in with like the defending him and backtracking on your call, like, and not even just our advice and what we said, but like you, like, in the call, you had said that. Every time he brings it up, you're saying, please, I don't want to talk about this. And he keeps like insisting to bring it up and like making Mm -hmm. you talk about it all the time. And then even like the got to like, whatever, was it Arbor Day, Columbus Day, not Arbor Day, that's trees. Um, And then in this, you're saying that it was only one time, one time. And you shut him down because you were afraid of what he was going to say. Yeah. That, like, you put the blame on you for that. And I know you corrected yourself later in in this when you were saying, like, oh, that sounds like gaslighting. But, like, also so is saying, like, I didn't have all the details. Like, who? (laughs) I just. Yeah, I I would just like you said, I would be cautious. I think it's great Mm -hmm. that you're happy. I think it's great that you're in therapy. I would urge you. Maybe
3: going to single therapy. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And also like. Go to couples therapy. And this is like not advice I would really give anybody else. um, Because like I think of you go to therapy as a unit. Go to therapy. Go to couples therapy as an individual. Don't go to Mm -hmm. couples therapy. As like we are this unit. You are helping us as a unit. Because I think that like
3: everybody's going to be on their best behavior as opposed to being true to what they actually feel and sharing their individual opinions. And you're coming to it with, you're like, I'm going to keep what he's saying in mind, but that's not how couples therapy works.
4: No, you need to be, because at the end of it, it's not just your own individual shit plays into your relationship. And that's what this is. This isn't like a, Oh, I mean, you might have like, issues in your relationship that just relate to you but these are moral issues that are fun you guys have fundamental issues with that that like you would have with anyone regardless if they're your partner or not and so you need to approach therapy like that where it's like these are my issues with him not hey our issue is we don't agree on politics it's Mm hi i am i'm I don't agree with his standpoint on this. And I would separate yourself as a unit in therapy that way because yeah, the backtracking and then the defending him and kind of protecting him sort of thing. I also just want to say that like the I think it's great he's no longer voting for Trump. Um and that's so he says. And that's great. Yeah, if but I mean like actually he's voting for biden it's not like he was like you know what elizabeth warren has changed my mind like i i i mean i just think that like
3: we that, don't know if he's voting for biden either he might not even vote he might just not vote
4: Oh um, well if he's not voting then he, if he's not voting as a former trump supporter then he's just still voting he's for still trump voting for
3: trump yeah <laughs> it's that's like, what well, I. that's What I kind of think is like,
4: he's like, I'm not going to vote for him, but he didn't say that he was going to vote for Biden. You're so right. You're so right. No. And I think that ties back to your original point of he's just kind of like going along with emotions and saying what's going to make you happy and like what's Mm going to kind of make this go away. And I... If I was going to assume that he was going to try and get out of therapy as quickly as possible. And if I was also going to assume that, and this is me just being an asshole and assuming and I'll own it, I'm an ass for assuming, but I would also assume that he leads leads the conversation in therapy or there's a lot of talk beforehand with you and him about what you're going to talk about in therapy. I would also maybe assume if he found your therapist, your therapist is an old white man and that the, the kinds of things that you talk about in therapy he if he's changed his tune complete 180 don't buy that like that's just
3: it's so fast from where from when
4: from your initial call to now and this is like a recent fucking episode yeah and just to have him again like completely just change everything that's sus as fuck like even Mm -hmm. in like therapy you can like I will arbitrarily like think I'm fucking right, and I will be like, and my therapist will think I'm right, but like Mots doesn't immediately go, okay, you're right, all right like he right. like
3: they you have to like, take things and process them.
4: yeah, and it takes a while and it's like a learning it a long- curve. It's yeah. not a sudden total shift, and I would be very wary of that. and also just like, and the- if it is a sudden that means
3: that he can easily be talked into anything,
4: oh yeah oh yeah and then that means that he doesn't stand for shit like that he's Mm -hmm. just regurgitating something else other people have told him yeah i just think i would i would re-listen to the call if i were you and i also just hate that you were like oh i called after i had a few drinks like all of that to me sounds like that sounds like gaslighting and that sounds like the shit that he's told you and that like oh you're like and Watch Katie Morton's video on gaslighting. I think it's so incredibly helpful because gaslighting is very confusing. But some of the things of, uh, oh, you and like narcissism too. Is she has another video about that? Like, oh, you must have misheard me. But it's not said in a mean way. But it's saying, oh, you must have misheard me. No, that's not what I said. It's okay. That's not what I said though. Like, oh, you, you probably were busy and like you were like I mean you had had a little too much. Like and it doesn't feel. Icky, and it doesn't feel manipulative, and it feels mm-hmm. like this reassuring. I'm looking out for you, sort of thing. Like, don't worry, I got you. I'm I'm doing you a favor. I'm excusing you, and that's what that also that just sounds like to me. Because also, like, we've had drunk people call into this podcast, and like, you, ma'am, you are so fucking coherent. You had all of your shit together. Like, you yeah. had all of these points that you were making, and like, you made perfect sense. You didn't ra- like it. Just for us who listened to the call the first time, these these excuses or whatever. It, yeah, and you had details. That's also what I don't get. Like, what yeah. details didn't you have that you're saying that you didn't you didn't have all of the details? But like, yeah, I- you gave multiple examples. It yeah. wasn't
3: something that just came up and you shot down. These were on multiple fronts. I'm sorry. This goes for anybody that calls in. I think that everybody should sit down and write out exactly what you're going to say. Um, just because you can see it in writing, does this make sense? Is it coherent? And you might come up with some answers yourself before you even call in.
4: Yeah. No, I think that's, I mean, we, we always praise, we call them our Virgos who write mm-hmm. and read. And I think not only does it help us give you the best advice because it's the most detailed it's great for the listener and if you're also if you're calling in you're also a listener so those are the calls if you don't even know that if you're like wow I liked that call so much it was like it made so much sense those are the people who are reading after Mm -hmm. they've written down and then also like you said I think you'll be able to get the most out of our advice if you write it down and you'll be like oh okay this is unimportant I don't need to include this oh this makes me think of this oh this 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 I think it'll tie it all up nicely about that's it for our episode, right? Yeah, that's it. Okay, guys, if you want to call in for an upcoming episode, leave us a voicemail at 310 694 0976. International listeners, you can send us an audio message at Meganpodcast at Just record it on your phone, send an audio file. We've gotten some messages of people on like Instagram being like, is this where I send the audio messages to? And I'm like, so you know there are audio messages. Yeah. Email. Email them, record them voice notes on your phone. Very
3: simple, very easy. Honestly, all the information that you need is in the show notes. Just
4: look down. Yeah, just look down. Just look down. Um, If you want to follow us on our personal Instagrams, check it out. Linked as well as uh, Don't Blah Meme Pod and Mm -hmm. our website. You can listen ad free on Stitcher. Video versions over on YouTube. Prior my book comes out May 5th. Um, Very soon. Also pre-order the audio book if you would like that, which I did read and Melissa directed. So it's very much this vibe. And um, if you are international and trying to figure out how to get the book, just Google. You're not special. Megan Rinks and the country where you are located. So it'll show up that way. But I can't have all of the links. People are like, well, how do I get in Canada? And then I have to switch to Amazon Canada and then send them the Canada link because I'm just doing all of the U.S. ones. But um, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hope you're all staying Thank safe, you. staying inside. And um, no dick is worth other people's lives. So stay the fuck inside and fuck your vibrator or a flashlight mm-hmm. or whatever you want to fuck. Couch cushions. Fuck whatever you want to fuck. Hand. A Keep hand. your hand pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> Impregnate that <laughs> fucking hand. <laughs> Make that hand a baby. Uh, and we'll see you guys next time. on. Goodbye. Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, executive produced by Melissa DeMonts, camera operator Amanda Lechner, and music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Whatever struggles you're facing, from depression and anxiety to trauma and grief, Better Health can connect you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. And it's so convenient. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, as well as chat and text with your therapist. And anything you share is completely confidential. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Our listeners even get 10% off your first month with the discount code BLAME. So why not get started? Simply go to betterhelp.com blame and fill out a questionnaire to get matched with accounts you'll love today.
0: Hold up.